0: Congratulations. You got a lucky victory.
1: Oh, man. He can't even let her enjoy the W. Uh -uh. Such a shame.
0: Lucky, lucky. What was what was your total at the end? Oh keep things professional, right? You're a champion now. Act like it. Your baby's
1: holding your baby in front of you. How does it
0: feel? Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Don't worry. Don't worry, oh Don't worry. When I see a baby in you, my baby will be carrying my baby. All right, that's it. You. <laughs> <laughs> you are
2: not gonna bet you me.
0: Welcome to Grapples the Apple, the podcast that talks about everything, from professional wrestling to... Whether or not
2: any of you thought
0: I would be the one to
2: win
1: the belt tonight.
0: Oh! Wow. Now those of you
2: listening
1: you may not know my voice, but you have heard whispers of my name by shades. I have gone by Amanda. I have gone by Monkey. But now, and until further notice, I only go by Champion.
0: Yes, yo, we just got the <laughs> last champion. Yes,
3: oh, this may this be the so greatest wonderful.
1: episode of all time. Yes,
3: wow, 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 wow. wow. you know what? <laughs> <done for> <laughs> Let's yep,
1: yep.
3: Oh man, oh, wow. yes, well done.
0: I, perfectly, I guess, I guess you guys are listening to us on SoundCloud.com grapples apps. That's grapples, the number two. <laughs> two. Apples. you don't like SoundCloud, you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As um, (laughs) you just heard, we have finally crowned the first ever Grapples to Apples champion. And she will introduce herself properly and not... Interrupt the God <laughs> g- himself,
3: the Prophet James.
1: Oh, I'm actually not doing any more taking any more questions. If
0: you want, to talk to you. <laughs> yes, he
3: marked the territory.
0: Oh! I am one of your hosts, the very frustrated, the very angry Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, your man. The reason that you're on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> joined, unfortunately, remotely, thank God, because I'm going to strangle somebody. <laughs> <else>. <laughs> Ill will, the thrill, the poetarian,
1: Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be, because that's who I is.
0: Oh, and man. You can obviously hear the other Muppets on the <laughs> uh, on, on, on the podcast with us. Please introduce yourself, boys.
2: Listen, this Muppet was fully on your side saying you were the first ever camp, so I do. not oh, <laughs> I apologize, Tom.
0: I apologize, Tom. In the um,
2: background, actually, excuse
1: me. Excuse me. Oh, I didn't go. win on a technicality. I didn't win on a tie. I wanna I got the W clean. Thank you very much. Queen A
0: Jace, you have one loss. <laughs>
1: I didn't fumble. I didn't fumble oh, the wind like Mr. AJ Styles. Okay?
0: Oh, oh my god, I remember that. Once oh my this, god. this record goes off the air that you're still with me, all
1: right? <laughs> so like I said, talk to my agents. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, so, Tommy man. boy, I, I, I apologize. This is my fault. You you have been backing me up. Since Money in the Bank went off the air, and Gary Bettman over oh there has been stopping, this was his ploy all along to, to turn the person closest against me and take my championship. I, I wouldn't call him Gary
2: Bettman as much; as I call him Jannetty Bettman.
1: Oh, Jannetty Bettman. God, here we, can can we introduce the rest of the of the the crowd yes, please. here? Um, one half
2: of. Um, the tag team of Grapples to Apples. You have Tommy Boy here
3: with with barbecue, beer. The Suburban Brothers are here. Hugo Ponciano. Let's go, baby. Hey, the whole guvy. You put the whole, whole Guffy. I general. want the whole world to know us, baby. <laughs> well,
0: they'll get to know us. They'll get to know you guys. They'll get to know La Championa. La Championa. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get into any of that until we ring the bell. So so you got it you so, so, the shades? So, Go ahead. You got it? You got oh it? Shades is flustered. Shades is flustered. I'm going to, <laughs> going to bend my knee to the rightful champion. Now <laughs> she got all of her knowledge and all of her
1: look at this dude. Look at this dude.
0: All, all of her picks and 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 she she formulated a plan because she had such a great coach.
1: Oh man, he can't even let her enjoy the W. Uh-uh. Such a shame.
0: This is defamation of character, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> has, taught, has taught her everything that she knows, and I'm proud of my pupil winning the championship for the first time. Being the first champion. So let me congratulate you personally. Congratulations, Amanda. Congratulations, Monkey. I'm now lifting the championship and handing it over to you. You are... The first ever grapple established shape. Congratulations, you got a lucky victory. Oh, I'm coming back in two weeks oh, to claim oh. what is rightfully mine.
1: Lucky, lucky. What was what was your total at the
0: end? It doesn't matter what my total was. Like, <laughs> there's only one winner, and that's you. Yeah, uh, let's not focus on wins and losses here. <laughs> <laughs> professional here, okay? Oh. Let's keep things professional, all right? <laughs> You're a champion now, act like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, don't hang on the rim. Thanks. Watch your tone, or you'll have to talk to my agent. Okay. <laughs> wow. You're, your agent is probably snoring and drooling somewhere in the living room You're right now. You're absolutely right. My agent is Russell. He's <laughs> a bit of a dog.
1: A bit of a a dog.
0: Leave Russell alone. So, guys, <laughs> we're here to discuss. AEW's Double or Nothing 2020 live from Daly's Place and TIAA Bankfield where the Jackson Jaguars play. Jacksonville. We have nine. Was what, what it Jackson back? Jackson?
1: He said Jackson. Again,
0: I am. A little, yeah, I'm a little flustered. I have lost my championship. So, he's um... flustered
1: because in the presence of Greatness.
2: <laughs> greatness. <gift.
0: laughs> It only took this little coward two years to finally get on the podcast with my <laughs> champion. That's
2: right. Your baby's holding your baby in front of you. How does it feel? Oh, <laughs> oh, my, God.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Don't worry. Don't worry. I sneak a baby in you, my baby will be carrying my baby. All right, that's it.
1: You are not going
2: to Becky
3: lynch me. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, my goodness. Are, are, are you guys ready to continue a
3: podcast, yeah. or are you guys gonna at, at nice. going to laugh at the I through the domestic violence right now. Jesus, <laughs> This is, might be the greatest episode of all
1: time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh God.
0: Yes. Yes. This is awesome. There was oh nine matches on the card. <laughs> one pre-show match. The best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, defeating Private Party and um, – <sighs> The Suburban Brothers, myself, Thrill—we were all in our group chat, basically conversing all night. Um, and they're kind of, we're kind of split on this match. This match was not great. It wasn't good. It was okay, in my opinion. It was. Alicia Fox levels of bad
1: Lunky? I think that's the only place where we're split. I think we all agree that the ma- the match was very botch heavy. It was not a good match at the end of the day. The only disagreement is just how botch heavy it was. I don't think it was Alicia, Alicia Fox botchy. I mean, we're talking four botches minimum here.
3: Four. Yeah, in a that's
1: a, a lot. In a 15 minute match in a 15 minute tag match with Ring Rust, like you're talking about Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox used to do four botches in a two minute match. When she worked every week. Yeah, but
0: we're talking about, on average, uh, a botch every four minutes, right? Like
1: Alicia Fox averaged four botches every 30 seconds.
0: Because but she's not a good wrestler. But these my, guys are good wrestlers. But that, seeing, that's
3: the difference. Yeah, but they ran out of gas. Those yeah, poor
0: but, guys. They haven't been it, on TV. In yeah. A they were completely and the a problem camera is, camera. is exactly what you just said. They're not on TV, yeah. so they're not getting the reps in the ring. Yeah. And you could run 140 miles a day and yep. and think you have the gas, but once you're in the ring, it's yep. it's a whole different beast. Hundred percent. And it showed on private party.
1: Yeah. The ring rust was real. They were, you can see, especially on, um, on uh, Isaiah Cassidy. He was blown up real quick.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Heavy breathing.
0: Yep. Um, you can tell that uh, this was definitely not the private party that beat the young bucks in the tag team tournament. Mm -hmm. This is this was amateur hour for them, and it showed.
1: Um. So, even even the best friends, you can see it like they I don't know if it's because they knew it was a, a bum match, but like it was on their faces that they were not happy with the way the match was going. Like Trent looked yeah. like he did not want to be there. Chuck Taylor looked disinterested. It just it was not a good match.
0: I mean, once Trent's bandana fell off his head, um he kind of like I'm done with this. this yeah, uh there's a there's a reason why the man's wearing a bandana. And that hairline <laughs> thinning. That hair is thinning. That forehead, humongous. Humongous big. Humongous big. <laughs> so, uh, that, that was the pre-show. The, the buy-in buy started in. at 7. Yeah. Buy- I said buy-in. I correct myself. Take it easy, pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> Look how defensive
1: he is now. <laughs>
0: The buy-in started at seven thirty. This is about a fifteen-minute match, and the rest was just promo stuff, and then them talking, and uh, Lance Archer beating up uh, a bathroom with a sledgehammer.
1: I will say I love how they like that was their demonstration that he's ready, and Arn Anderson calls it out. He goes, "Oh, he showed that he was ready. How by beating up a broken toilet?" I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's
0: kind of back, ridiculous.
3: Fight yeah.
0: yeah, toilets don't fight back. Cody
2: does,
3: and
1: I was just like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> uh, so after that, we moved to the main of the main show proper, and smart move here by opening the show, the main card with the casino casino ladder match. Excuse me, uh, casino. That's what I said. I said casino. I corrected myself.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Simmer down. It's okay. It's am not gonna your be buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend.
0: I'm not your friend, buddy. I <laughs> am going Ocean
2: Eleven on it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we have Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, who was replacing Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus with the mystery TBD ninth participant. Uh, the match started off well enough alone. It was fine to begin, but then... Kind of like I thought was gonna happen once you got to like six, seven, eight competitors, it got real messy.
0: I mean, don't don't let's not skip past the, the start of the match. I mean, Frankie Gazarian and Scorpio Sky start, started off, both members of STU, mm-hmm. and they were just gonna climb ladders and then like, you know what, let's do this thing. And they just they started going at it. They they you know countered each other's moves and whatnot. And uh after two minutes, because I didn't know that this was going to be a uh, entrant type ladder match, which yeah. kind of added to the match. I, I was I was very hesitant as to how like this was going to like if it was going to work or not. Mm-hmm. But next we get Kip Sabian, uh, come out with Penelope Ford and uh, Jimmy Havoc, and Tommy Boy actually said, you know what? That's perfect because it it. Takes out the numbers game that yeah. S C U would have on Kip Sabian, right? And uh, like Throw said, once once you get more and more competitors into the match, that's when it kind of started getting a little uh, lost. Yeah, for me, very hard. Uh, of.
1: Yeah. I think by the time maybe Colt Cabana came in, it was already getting to a point where like. All they were doing was there'd be a spot, everybody would powder out, and there'd just be two guys in the ring.
0: No, 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 no. When Cole Cabana came out, Orange Cassidy was, um, doing his shtick, like, all right, you're right, right, right you're right you're, right, you're
1: right, you're right. I'm sorry.
0: I, I think is when Joey Janella came out, that's when it was kind of like. All right, there's too much because you have Jimmy Havoc there. You had Luchasaurus there. You had Marco Stunt there. It was a lot of people.
1: And that's another thing is that we already have nine participants to include Marco Stunt and Jimmy Havoc and Penelope Ford. Like, that's an extra three people that the match did not need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the ninth competitor that we held back for so long was the debuting Brian Cage, who the Prophet called right. Probably one of the only things you call it right tonight. <laughs> um, Brian Cage being accompanied to the ring by surprisingly Taz. Taz. So that was okay. I mean, he came in, he started clearing house, and then. All the competitors uh, jumped Brian Cage. They buried him under ladders and and the uh, guardrails and one of the giant poker chips that they had at ringside that took five men to drag over there. And they they buried him under there, and Brian Cage basically stood under there for about five to ten minutes, finally broke out like the roided-out, Hulk that he is, and, <laughs> and, and basically committed murder on Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah, he that poor boy.
1: Yeah, once he threw Darby, I go, Oh, look, there goes my pick. I'll eat this L.
0: Yeah, once I saw that Brian Cage um, was debuting, yeah, uh, when he came out, I was just like, Yep, I made the right choice for making this pick.
1: I mean, it's like I said on the show on Friday, I, I was like, you know. If it's a debuting wrestler, they win. If it's a nostalgia or a comedy, then they don't win. So as soon as it was a debuting Brian Cage, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Jeremy wins.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's just a 50-50 split. You yeah. don't know. You're you're literally rolling the dice. Right. Um <laughs> and with Brian Cage winning, he he gets his opportunity at either uh Brody Lee or John Moxley, whoever wins later on the night. I I'm I'm okay with this because after a while, after the match was like progressing, I was like Scorpio Sky's already had a championship opportunity, um, mm-hmm. I believe. Dark Allen has had an opp- opportunity for the championship, yep. mm-hmm. and everyone else after that isn't ready. So Brian mm-hmm. Cage winning makes the most sense. I'm okay with it. That was my logic with TBD too.
1: Yeah, I mean, knowing it was Brian Cage, I'm not crazy about it, but you know, it, it's a it's a fresh face in the championship. Uh, picture and you know it could just be a one-off so it doesn't have to necessarily be a program you know it could just be one match for moxley and then we move on to something else so whatever we'll see what happens from i guess we've
0: seen it in the past so yeah why not exactly <clears throat> so our next match is mjf with wardlow maxwell jacob friedman taking on jungle boy jack perry as jim ross likes to call him every it. waking it's, i hate it so much it's not jungle boy jack perry it's just jungle boy if
1: he wanted to go by jungle boy jack perry he would and on top of that why would he go by jungle boy if we everyone knows he's jack perry it removes the whole idea of having a wrestling gimmick because clearly being the son of luke perry he's not a jungle
0: boy he's from l.a it's it's like if we're watching WWE and like, wow that here comes the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, like right. it's, <laughs> exactly. Don't use their real names if they're not going by it. It, it defeats the purpose of having a kayfabe name. It, it's it's dumb.
1: And you and you but, know for sure, like you 100 fact like Jr. probably went up to Jungle Boy and was like, "Do you mind?" And Jungle Boy obviously is not going to say no to Jr. was so probably like, "Yeah, sure, whatever you want." Jim.
0: Nah, you should have called him James. Whatever you want, James. <laughs> Whatever you want, James Ross.
1: James Ross. Suburban so boys, so, you want to give your thoughts on the match?
0: Um, well,
2: I honestly thought that this was a, a hell of a match. Like These guys have way more chemistry than I think any of us gave them credit for. Absolutely, it was Agreed. my match of the night. It was
3: my match of the night because I hey, they, save, it, well,
1: save it, save it, save it, save it. What no, are
3: you no, doing? I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna let, save it, but I'm gonna tell you, let me take my pants off before you take me to bed. Hey, right, please. I'm saying. Come on, I don't have time. I'm married. I move quick, bro. Um, <laughs> what's it called? I, I, the romance is gone for him. I, yeah, exactly. I um, I like this. I love this match because they. It was like a, a, a great classic wrestling match. Like these two guys know the business; they know what what to do. That that you know apron spot where where um, oh. he kind of suplexed. Oh. I was like, oh my! I me and Tom looked at each other. We're like, oh my god, he's got to be hurt. But it was it was spot on. It was beautiful. The whole match was great. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no the the chemistry between the two of these guys was surprisingly good. And what I loved about it is MJF really showed off. His in-ring technical wrestling here, you know yeah. he was he was bridging out of pins, he was you know putting in submissions. I was like, okay, MJF is showing that he's not just a character wrestler, but he's a wrestler who happens to have a fantastic character alongside himself. And so yeah. I was I was very impressed by MJF, and like you said, Ugo, that reverse Rana on the apron looked horrifying.
0: Yep. Oh, when he dropped him on his noggin, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a rough. And then MJF sold it like a like a mm-hmm. prince. It was perfect. Yep.
1: Speaking of selling, Jungle Boy selling that arm injury, shoulder injury, the entire match was oh, flawless.
0: Was
1: flawless. Yeah. He couldn't execute his moves because of the arm. He couldn't he couldn't execute the submission for that. I thought was one of the best parts. Was he goes for like a cross face type move, but because his arm is injured, he can only hold it for like three seconds. And MJF looked like he could have tapped, but Jungle Boy couldn't hold it. I was like, Oh, that's see, that's how you do that. That's how you sell an injury yeah. and tell that story of the injury
0: in a match. Al, wow, I think Hugo said it perfectly, it was like uh this match this is match storytelling was like like um, yeah, phenomenal yep agreed this is like
1: textbook 101
0: absolutely and the right guy won i mean mjf giuntini yep. building momentum um jungle boy is he's more of a not a comedy act but he's at the he's in a three man group with luchasaurus and marco stunt um i i thought for a while especially when um they, they kind of hit a stalemate that this may have gone to a draw i was like mm. i was like it it looks it keeps bo- it looks good on jungle boy because he can keep up with mjf and it's not a definitive like win mm-hmm so MJF is upset and it's like, oh, there's no reason for him to tie with me. I, I'm better than him and blah blah blah. But I don't want them to continue this storyline more than they already needed to. I you agree. Ending you know, like, this I understand
2: uh MJF might be moving on now because if you if you watch the the close out of it, he started motioning for the for the AEW
1: title. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's look, this they they ran they push us as far as they can get. It was a 20-minute time limit. They won 1720. So they pushed mm-hmm. it as far as they could. The finish, like you said, I was a little at first I was bothered by it. I would have preferred if the arm injury had played into the finish. But considering like hearing what you hearing you now, shades, makes sense that having it be a back to back to back pinning predicament victory leaves both of them strong, not weak. Uh, kind of an even plane so they can go their separate ways and do their own thing. So, you know, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess we can move on to a match that had all the heat, but never got a flame.
1: Yeah. So the following match was the tournament final for the inaugural AEW TNT championship with Cody facing off against Lance Archer Um, man, like, like shades hit it right on the head. This match had all the heat coming into the match. And then someone just emptied out an entire fire extinguisher on it. Cause boy, this, oh man, this match fell flat.
0: I mean, it it didn't help that they had, uh, Mike Tyson come out with the belt and the Mm -hmm. belt was. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Uh, it, it looks like an unfinished product. They've, they they kind of alluded to it being an unfinished product, and uh, I, while while watching the match, I was on Twitter and, and Facebook and my wrestling groups, and they're like, "Hey, if you guys are gonna bring out an unfinished product, then why even have this tournament right now? Like, yep. it's, it doesn't make any sense. Agreed. It it's amateur. Yeah. Like this is amateur. Like, like and
1: like it's I'm not." not-
0: I kind of said in the
2: chat. I think the stuffed shirts and the bureaucracy at TNT corporate got involved, and at the last minute, I think something went off the rails behind the scenes, and they were too—they were in too deep already.
1: You know that doesn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me because when the TNT deal was announced, um, the, the initial one, it was uh, it was reported that TNT is putting up most of the money for the weekly shows. So mm-hmm. TNT is like, they they have a lot invested into AEW. So I can totally see them going to Tony Khan and being like, hey, buddy, we're paying for you to put on a show every week. How about you scratch our back now and give us a title? Yeah. So I can see that. But considering <clears throat> that they announced the tournament and the championship during the pandemic, I don't see why they couldn't just wait for after. The pandemic, if the belt wasn't going to be ready in time,
2: I mean, yeah, it's like a design thing. Like, they probably didn't like the design in the front office at TNT, and you know, that's where it went off the rails.
1: Ah, man, I, woof. I, I can't imagine that's the case because all of their other belts are gorgeous. Like, what could they possibly have done for this that TNT would have said no to?
3: My biggest, yeah. my biggest gripe sometimes, uh, most of the times, is when they present the the like new belt they always botch it they never they mm. never do it right they always bring somebody out let's say when they did it with uh Bret Hart the thing was covered it was kind of showing and this time they had Mike Tyson he didn't present it uh, you know in front of him he was kind of like you know uh, uh putting his arms around it they never present the belt right and you know when you present it you got to pick it up you got to hold it up you got to put it forward and and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You're already like getting off on the wrong foot, and then when you reveal, yeah. it, it's like, what is that? You know, I, yeah. I, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry.
0: You can go through.
1: Oh, I was going to say, you know, surprisingly to me was one of the better going off of your comment, Ugo. Uh, one of the better title reveals in me- in short in recent memory was actually the reveal of the WWE Women's Championship, as it was. At WrestleMania 32?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that was it.
1: Because there was just, the title was on the stand, covered. Lita came out, cut her promo, and she uncovered the belt. And I was like, oh, perfect. You yeah, know?
3: It's on the display. You can see it. You can see all points of the belt, the sides, the strap, the, the middle part, what it says. Instead of having some greasy old guy just hold it, you know, yeah. tuck it under his shoulders like a weirdo. And and I mean, you know
1: the universal title was just boom there everyone hated it mm-hmm. Mick Foley in the twenty four seven title was falling out of the bag as he was displaying it
3: wow. you know
1: like you're one hundred percent right like that's something I hadn't noticed but like for some reason the wrestling has struggled to to display a brand new belt other than you know like. The
3: the Universal Universal Championship belt, when they displayed it, they had it on this like red kind of like thing on top. That was the only other time that I can remember that they displayed a belt correctly.
1: Yeah, but they didn't even unveil it. It was just like the match started and they were like, oh, there's the ugly red belt that people are building.
0: You're right. (laughs) Well, now they have another ugly red belt. (laughs) I I don't know what it is with wrestling companies. And they're like, you know what? You know what our company's missing? A red red belt. belt. New Japan with the U.S. Championship. Yeah, but their but
1: their U.S. Championship looks
0: good though. Shut up! I'm what I'm trying to do make a point here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the TNT the belt looks. Like I'm not seeing that all. I'm not saying that all belts are ugly. I'm saying that every company's like, yeah, hey, red I need belt. a red belt. Got it. Universal Championship Red Belt ugly red belt in TNA when they had the the legends championship and then turned into the tv championship red strap this one red strap silver plating big black bold TNT logo in the middle horrendous yeah that's horrendous awful absolutely horrendous and then the, the the match was even worse the match was a slow, so slow pace. Just like, man, it was it was. A super- I, you guys get a full. I thought that the, 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 this is your first time fighting together. Like,
3: like there was no no build build up, no heat. I text you guys a bunch of Z's because it was so boring. I, I was like one of the first ones. I was like boring.
1: Yeah, no, the, it was the the pace was, in terms, quote unquote methodical. But it was just so flipping boring. It was. I jokingly said it was like college football because it's like have a move, wait for a fifty second play clock, perform a move, wait for another fifty seconds. It's like why? Why do we have one move every minute? Like what? What is going on?
0: Yeah, and the part that uh, that upsets me the most is that uh, arm gets caught by a referee on the outside. Oh my god! Lance Archer's leg. Uh, while Lance is on the top rope, and then he gets kicked out. Why, why would you kick out a faces? Uh, many Clash messages me this actually. Why would you kick out the faces manager? That doesn't make any sense.
3: All for,
0: crazy. all for Jake Roberts to pull his snake out. Now Jake Roberts pulls Amy. his snake out. <laughs> And everyone's fine with Roberts pulling his snake out. If probes. I pull out my snake, I get arrested.
3: What, what's going on here? Like just, you don't have dead. a legit snake, Jeremy. He does
1: in a props. In a <laughs> Am
3: I
0: wrong? Like, is, is that not right? Like, he can pull his snake out, but I can't. Like, that's are the rules different in Florida? Yes. And you no, know, and this,
1: this, <laughs> did you not know this? Everything's different in Florida. But what's weird is like, like you said, so the ref comes out for whatever reason. He kicks out Arn. He seemingly kicks out Jake the Snake. But then Jake Roberts comes back out like 30 seconds later. It's like, wait, I thought he was tossed. So you can just. Yeah. Yeah. He was like WWE logic. What is this? Yeah.
2: They had a little too much to drink.
0: So they got a little stuck in their past it was and, oh, they kicked they kicked Roberts out he comes back with the python in the bag and then old mike tyson takes his shirt off and he's just trying to fight an old jake roberts and i'm sure if mike tyson hit jake roberts with at least one punch he'd kill the man yeah.
2: <laughs> all the in the world would not save jake roberts from that punch 100%
1: bro yeah. did you yo, yo tyson is jacked it's nuts How ripped that man is. He's in shape? He's
0: He's still terrifying.
1: But he's still
0: absolutely terrifying. It's it's like.
1: So then the match continues where Lance Archer sets up Cody for the finish. Cody rolls out. Mad predictable, by the way. Because you can see him tucking the arm while he's up in the in the what is that called? The position that he has him in. Uh, the like the, razor's, like, like the razor's edge kind of position.
0: Crucifix. Yes,
1: crucifix. thank you. The crucifix. He has him in the crucifix. And you can see Cody is getting ready to tuck the arm. So as soon as he gets out of the crucifix, he hits him with back-to-back crossroads, and he gets the victory. Now, all of us were disappointed and thought the finish was the wrong guy won. And we're not alone. Because as soon as I fin- like we were all talking about it, I decided to go on YouTube and go to all of the channels that I watch who are doing live streams. And first of all, everyone's laughing at how dumb the whole Jake the Snake, Arn Anderson, Mike Tyson thing was. Like, people are legitimately laughing going, this is so stupid. And then when Cody wins, they just go, okay, sure. And it just, it felt like a wet fart. It felt like a wet fart.
2: I mean, the EVP did win the corporate belt.
1: Uh, it's just the wrong the wrong guy won the belt. The wrong yeah. guy won the championship. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and not not only did the wrong guy win, but we had to sit through a 22 minute match, uh, a slog basically, to watch the wrong man win. Yeah. Now this basically 86th my beautiful story of Cody finally Mm -hmm. capturing Mm -hmm. the AEW World Championship. And shame on you, uh, AEW, for doing that. Because that that storyline had feud of the year written all over it. And on top
1: of that, it dilutes the previous storylines of him losing and not being able to compete for the championship ever again. Because that is the seed to when he finally does win the big one. But by having him win this fart of a match here for the TNT Championship, now that loss against Jericho doesn't feel as significant. So you really did yourself a disservice moving forward, and you did yourself a disservice looking back.
3: And on top of that, at the end of the match, he started crying because he had the belt. He had tears in his eyes. And I'm like, why? It has no... He's embarrassed. He's got to carry that belt around. Oh man! <laughs> I was literally about to say that. Why be <laughs>
1: like look. I, when he defeated Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship, that had all of the emotion in the world because they set it up perfectly. With you know that was the belt that Dusty Rhodes made famous, and you know he has a chance to win this belt. He wins it. He's crying. It's perfect. And they could have done a similar story with the AEW World Championship. But instead, we do this, and he's crying, and I don't feel it, and I don't care, and get off my TV.
3: 100%. Preach.
0: Uh, the next match is another match that was like, hey, let's just get this off of my TV. Uh, Chris Statlander taking on Penelope Ford. Uh, Penelope Ford replacing the injured Rick Baker. Um. It was a match, five minutes. Statlander wins, cause of course. Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for coming. Moving on. And the next yeah. match was scheduled to be Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Now they played the story that they was playing apparently throughout the day was that Dustin Rhodes was nowhere to be seen. So Sean Spears was boasting that Dustin had retired. And so he came down to the ring in the suit and not prepared to wrestle. So he, you know, yells at Aubrey Edwards to ring the bell to start the match and to count out Dustin Rhodes so he can have the easiest win of his career. So with that being the story in mind, had I known that was the story going in, it's pretty obvious who was going to win this match. Dustin's music hits, Brandy comes out, Dustin is behind Sean Spears, 3 minutes and 20 seconds later. You know what? No, no, hold on. Let me let me let me not fast forward because I'm sure we all want to talk about the wardrobe malfunctions.
0: Yeah. Oh, um <laughs> yeah. Uh Dustin just starts <clears throat> excuse me, just starts beating up on Sean's beers, strips the man down to his skivvies. Um and I I thought that we were going to see the male genitalia tonight. <laughs> you couldn't honestly
1: think that was going to happen.
0: Hey, hey, listen, anything can it happen in the world happened.
3: of professional wrestling. It could have easily happened. This
1: ain't 1999. What's wrong with you?
3: Dude, what, Man. what's his face? Uh, Sean Spears, was. he gets tossed out of the ring. Instead of pulling up his underwear, he pushes his underwear down more. <laughs> more teeth. More I'm like this dude is walking a fine line here. Yeah,
0: like, like, like th- th- there's gonna be some some Karens at corporate just complaining about seeing male genitalia on pay per view.
1: He made zero effort to pull up his his, his underwear, his tights, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because he just had that like he had what, at least two inches of crack just hanging out, and then on the front yeah. of, on the front of his uh. His, his his undergarments underwear. was a picture of Tully Blanchard right on the jocular region. And I'm like, oh boy. What what has happened to this show?
0: I think I think what they're trying to like relate to us is that um, Tully Blanchard's a Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that it was a small head too. It wasn't like... Oh, it wasn't man. It wasn't Damn, Peyton oh. Royce, man. Sorry to hear that, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So, three minutes and 20 seconds after the bell rings, the bell rings, Dustin Rhodes emerges victorious against Sean Spears. Yeah, it's kind of a scorched dugout, move on. This, this match was not all it was cracked up to be. Oh,
3: oh. Can I do dis- <laughs> <laughs> the pun- rears his ugly head again? <laughs>
2: yeah, because I'm being
0: punished listening to it. <laughs> uh,
2: thank, so, you. thank you.
0: You're not one. So progressing through the night, we we were messaging each other and and telling each other like, hey, like this is what the, the, the record is right now. So going into the sixth match of Dustin versus Sean Spears, uh Tommy Boy and Amanda were neck and neck and this match was the the, the the one the one win that would put her or him over the hump. And once like we saw that Dustin kind of came back and Sean wasn't ready to 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 wrestle I was just like damn my my monkey's about to win this championship. Once I saw and, this dude I knew I was done.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and the only way that we wouldn't have a have to crown a champion at NXT's takeover in your house is if the next match, Hikaru Shida taking on Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's World Championship in a surprisingly good match. Yep. Yeah. Surprisingly good match. Uh, this match with no disqualifications, no countouts, and it. Severely benefited from it. Yep. Um, Sheeta has been chasing the AEW Women's Championship for months now, and Nyla Rose looked like she was going to be, uh, she wasn't going to be dethroned, uh, but sure, sure enough, she was dethroned with a kendo stick to the head. And is it just a running knee or is it a shining wizard that that Shida actually does? I think she was a shining wizard. Yeah. So Hikaru Shida um, wins the AEW Women's World Championship. And that, that win there solidified Amanda's crowning of the championship because after if neither rose won i believe that joey would have tied her and we would be going into nxt's takeover and i would be able to capture my championship rightfully so no i could it, ha- it has to wait a couple weeks but they <laughs> will come home all I could
2: say during after this match, Jenna's like, I should have locked her. I was kicking myself the whole rest of the night for not locking Sheeta instead of Spears.
1: See, you know, like, not only did I not pick her, I would have never locked her. Because to me, Nyla Rose, did she even have a title? Cont- like, did is this her first? It
2: was over 100 days. But to be honest. Really? They, they, yeah, it was. It was 98 days on Wednesday. So today it would have been like, what, 101? And,
1: um, but like, there's a huge asterisk there because she wasn't there because of you know the because of COVID, she hasn't been around, so she's been yeah. like an absentee champion.
2: That's probably also like 'cause has been there, but also, I think you would have hurt Sheeta way more than Nyla in this case because Sheeta's been too hot, too strong, and she's been there every week.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But uh, I don't
3: know. Fan I fan thought.
1: Few weeks. I mean, she does. She does become. I don't know about a fan favorite, but she is one of the, the more favored uh, women on the roster. Yeah. So, like, I'm not surprised that she got the title opportunity, a title reign at any point. I was just surprised that it happened now. I thought Nyla was going to get a dominant run yeah. to try and solidify the women's championship because Riho's title reign was
0: not great. So yeah, forever, the, the difference is that. That Hikaru Shida is better than Riho in the ring, mm-hmm. sure, and and it and it works more that way. Like uh, I I I had a feeling, and I wanted to pick Shida. Shida was not going to be my lock, for, not by a long shot. Yeah, but I was I wanted to pick Hikaru Shida because I was like they need to do something that's going to change things up a little bit a championship's got to change, and it's not going to be the world champion. They're going to crown the TNT TNT champion. Why not have the the women's championship change hands? Um, But, you know, two people were right, Tommy Boy and Amanda. Kudos to you guys for taking that risk. Yeah, Um, paid off. But, yeah, it absolutely paid off. Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So now we move on to the... One half of the co main event, as they explicitly described, one half of the co main event. John Moxley defending his AEW World Championship versus Brody Lee.
0: Mr. Brody Lee. I'm sorry, you're right.
1: I'm sorry, Mr. Brody Lee. And that reminds me, I had been giving him, I had been giving Brody Lee and AEW the benefit of the doubt and saying this is not a blatant jab at Mr. McMahon. And then JR says, Oh, Brody, a uh, weird thing about Brody Lee, he hates sneezing. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. Are we really doing this? Like, why do we have to do that? Be better than that.
2: I have to be honest. I, Jr. was just saying whatever came into his head. So part of me thinks that wasn't completely scripted. I think Jr. was just working off the cuff most of the night, and that just fell out of his mouth because he can't keep it shut most of the time.
3: Preach.
1: I, I don't know I hope so because I I mean
0: he, even if it is even if it is off the cuff you gotta know better than that like James seriously <laughs> you're you're it's obvious that he's making or taking jabs at uh Vince McMahon he's wearing like the blue blazer and and the um the, the suit and the whole the I don't you don't eat until food. I'm done eating. Yeah, like the, it's obvious, and it's been obvious for weeks, and it's it's bush league. <clears throat> like it's Brody Lee, in an
1: interview, Brody Lee said that that's not his intention. That you know he's just playing a character And that he knows that and he hears everything, but that he's that's not what he's doing. But then we have this match, and what you know, and what James William Ross said, and it's just like. <laughs> Damn the whole guy! Wow, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, you know James William Rose. All affairs, love and war. That's right. Raw is war. All and love and wrestling.
2: It's true. The, the reason why I say it fell out of his mouth because remember the big AEW rule: nothing is really scripted. So I don't hear Cody in the headset saying, "Say this."
1: That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, the match was. It was better than it was better than Cody versus Lance Archer. I'll say that much. Not, a high on not by much. that
0: one, bud. Agreed. Agreed. And I send the the bar really high when you, your bar is Cody versus Lance Archer.
1: But I say that because they they had very they felt very very similar. The two matches had a similar pace. They were both equally disappointing, and so that's why I compared the two. But this match was like slightly better than Cody and Lance Archer.
0: Yeah, I mean. It- uh, up until the end is when we agreed, had agreed it kind of picked up where he hit the paradigm shift through the stage yep. or the ramp and then um Moxley gets out of the the hole that's that, that's left there Mr. Brody Lee comes out and he's busted open he hits him with another paradigm shift uh for a, a one count or a two count, one I'm, one not count. Sure. A I'm not sure one count hits him with an elevated paradigm shift for a two count, and then he puts him in the. Um... Well, then he starts beating. He starts punching where
1: the the blade job was, biting into oh, yeah, his and forehead. Yeah, he bites and then puts him in the sleeper.
0: And Mister Brody Lee uh, succumbs to the lack of oxygen. <laughs> he goes and, and loses via submission. John Moxley wins. Now, I'm alone in this. Um, you guys all said that you liked it the way the match finished. I didn't. I didn't like that uh, Brody Lee passed out. You'd rather him tap out? I'd rather him just lose one, two, three. You'd rather him get mm. pinned. I don't want him to pass out or, or or tap out or anything. Just get pinned. One, two, three. You got paradigm shift through the stage. You got paradigm shift in the ring. You got paradigm shift again. Paradigm shift one more time. Four paradigm shifts is more than it still makes Brody Lee look strong. It takes that many paradigm shifts to beat him. Especially, I
1: mean, I w- right. I will say this much: I thought I would have preferred a three count after a paradigm shift. You know, let's let's go back to protecting finishes. I would have preferred that, but in lieu of a traditional finish, the mm-hmm. fact that we went, f- oh, good god. <laughs> Thank you for chiming that in, Ugo. Appreciate it. No, no problem. <laughs> um, but uh, if we're not going to get that finish, the fact that he's bladed, and I'm sorry, he's bleeding, busted open, and then, he ad- and then uh, Moxley addresses the wound by attacking it and then puts him in a submission for the choke, I'm okay with it.
3: Quick question. Where do you where do where does this feud go? Does it end here? Does it keep going? Like I'm sitting there and I was trying to think. I'm like, with all these, you know, false finishes and the way it ended, I'm like, where does it go from here? It it needs to end, in my opinion, it needs to end here. Um
0: there's nothing like you can get more from here. Um Moxley got his, his world championship back. Um, I don't want them to immediately go into a program of Brian Cage. Um, give it some time. Let let Moxley, I don't know, be off a of TV for a week or two and then figure something out. I don't just immediately go into Brian Cage.
1: Well, we have all out Labor Day weekend. So we have until the beginning of September to set up whatever world title match is gonna be. If it's gonna if you're gonna if if you're gonna set it up for Brian Cage, then sure, you hold off for a little bit. But if you just wanna get Brian Cage's title match out of the way, why not just do it on Dynamite in two weeks? Have next week be a build up, two weeks from now have the match, everyone will go their separate ways. Brody Lee, what I think he can do next is Christopher Daniels never finished his beef with Mr. Brody Lee.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: you can have Christopher Daniels come back to do that.
0: I'm down for that. That's cool. Uh, I'm down for the the Brody Lee Daniels things. I don't think that uh, Brian Cage and Moxley should go out so quickly. I think um, Taz needs to start talking up Brian Cage while he's on commentary a lot more. Just to, I don't know get the fans more familiar with him. And then um, I would say maybe end of June. That's when you start your program with, with Moxley for All Out.
1: So you want to do Moxley so and we'll Cage at All, all out. out?
0: Yeah. Yeah, why not? <sighs> it gives
2: Cage time to get his feet wet too. I mean, if you bring him into a program now, you're doing everybody a
1: disservice. Or maybe you just do Brian Cage a disservice. I dunno. I'm just putting that out there.
3: Doesn't it seem like doesn't it seem like uh, Moxley decline to get to the belt seems more interesting with him and any iteration that he's doing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. than to actually mm-hmm. hold on to the belt because they don't know well, what to do him when he has the belt.
1: Yeah. I mean again, I, I always talk about Moxley's current reign with the giant asterisk because of this current situation, but you're not wrong, because it was a similar situation in WWE as Dean Ambrose. That was the biggest um, knock on him, was that he was great for the chase, but whenever he had whatever belt he was chasing, it got boring real quick, and they did nothing with it. Whether it was the US title that he never defended, or the WWE championship that was kind of just like James Ellsworth fodder. So.
3: For me, me, with him, he's kind of one dimensional. Mm -hmm. He's like that attack dog with with sometimes he's like that attack dog that will attack you. Then once in a while, he'll lift his leg just to make you laugh. But then he'll keep attacking you. And then once he reaches to the top, it's like, okay, who's he attacking? So then he's chasing his tail round and around and around and around. And it's, it's, I don't know, man, they got to take the belt off of him, in my opinion. They got to give it to somebody that's I don't know. Man, the, the problem no, is that yeah. they
0: can't they can't take the belt off of him and put it on Brian Cage. No, no. they can't just. They
3: it has can't to be an AEW guy. It has to be a homegrown AEW guy because you got you've already got how many w, former WWE guys holding the belt already? Two, it's for two, two for two, right? So the next guy has to be a homegrown AEW guy. Yeah, but I mean, there's no such thing as a homegrown no, AEW yeah. guy. I, you know, I know what he means, though. I know what he means.
0: But yeah, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, we're talking about like an MJF yeah. or um, uh, or some 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 to that elk. But for me, it's like MJF doesn't need, uh, in my opinion, that's just for me for the sake of story progression. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want MJF to hold the belt unless Cody lost the TNT Championship match against Lance Archer. Yeah. Yeah. Because so that want way, that
1: to be the final stop. Yep.
0: Yes. That, that is the the culmination of Cody's hard work for the last two years, <clears throat> finally being able to be the world champion yeah. in AEW. Um, in my opinion, they spit the bit on this one. Um, now, if Cody does beat MJF, which I don't see it happening, it's not as special because okay. he's already been the TNT champion.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah i don't know um, we'll see we'll see we also have to see how they play brian cage is he going to be a heel or a face because it was undetermined when he debuted today
0: i mean he, th- the way that taz was talking and the way that he kind of like moves around in the ring definite heel definite heel like definite heel
1: okay what a, i don't care
0: uh, I guess we can move down to the last match, the, the much-anticipated Stadium Stampede match where Matt Hardy and the Elite's Adam Page... Oh, excuse me, Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, taking on the Inner Circle's La Champion, Chris Jericho, Jake Hagar, Sammy Guevara, and Santana and Ortiz. This match... Boy, where do we begin? It it, it's amazing. It, it started off with the inner circle coming out to Judas. Uh, they're wearing football jerseys that say the elite. No, excuse me, not inner the elite, circle. the inner circle. They have numbers. They have their names on the back. It was amazing. It was it, it, For me, it was hilarious. Uh, Manny Clash was messaging me the whole time, and he just like, man, uh, these look like uh, – Discount XFL jerseys from two thousand and two.
3: <laughs> That's true.
0: And I'm calling him out. I'm like, bro, you, you don't hate on AEW, just to hate on AEW. Like the match was, for me, just like the Money in the Bank match was uh, entertaining. It and Money in the Bank, this match had a a never ending barrel of laughs. Yeah, very very entertaining. <clears throat> you have. Them start off all, all fighting. Uh, Hangman's nowhere to be found. Uh, Nick and Matt Jackson are like uh, a- asking Kenny, where is he? He's like, don't worry, he'll be here. They all start brawling. Uh, and Sammy Guevara is just standing up by himself. And here comes <laughs> Hangman Adam Page on a horse and chases Sammy Guevara through the arena
3: on said horse. Can I can I stop you there for a second? Can I can I give absolutely? Can I give kudos to Sammy Guevara from oh, the yes. beginning yes. to the end? Yes. this man was the workhorse of the, the bump master. Oh my god, unbelievable! This kid, man, unbelievable.
0: Bump master flex, bump bump master. Flex, man. <laughs> he took all the this punishment. Fact. This poor kid. All the facts. Oh. So he gets chased. Um, the the one thing that i didn't like and it kind of bothered me there was no reason to have a wrestling ring in 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 the arena like the the stadium yeah just I just have them fight outside and they did you know about a 5 minute segment of the, everyone in the ring or most of the people in the ring but everyone else was doing their own thing mm. which was fine you know you had the cheerleaders out there cheering for literally everybody um <laughs> You had like the people watching on the side. I guess there were other refs and like stage hands or something like that. And they're like, this is awesome. So you, you got, kind of got that like feeling that there was a crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Hugo and I were, were, you know, as we were messaging each other, <clears throat> if Sammy Guevara was like the bump master or tease was comedic gold
1: oh my the entire god. God. oh my crazy. god when they get to the pool oh That's my good. god i can't swim i can't swim
2: anybody he got added okay. with the lifesaver yes. yeah the, the, yes. the, the, the
0: floating device <laughs> so they're they're in there trying to drown matt hardy and we can all tell that this is it's a pre-recorded thing so they can play around with it they're drowning him they pick him back up and Matt transforms from broken Matt Hardy to Matt Hardy Hardy Boys version
1: one.
2: No, no, it was Hardy, Hardy Boys. Boys. Yeah, it was
0: Hardy Boys. Then they put him back under and then he came out as version 1. Yep. yep. And uh Santana and Ortiz looked to their left where the matter of facts were.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're reading the facts oh as
1: it was so good. It was just, so good. And
3: they just stop and look over, and I'm like, what are they looking over at? And then they just start to read. And I'm like, Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> well, they just see the Matt pack was um, the matter of fact was Matt Hardy
0: can hold his breath for 340? And then years. they start counting, and they start counting on their watch. Oh my god. <laughs> so so that, that was hilarious. One
2: thing, oh, one thing I have to say is this is the point where we realize this is truly pre-recorded, edited. But one thing yeah, I have to give them credit for is it, it didn't seem, like seem it. cinematic. Yeah, they kept mm-hmm. a live effect to the filming. Yep.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the the so Hangman is going through like I guess the halls with the horse. He finally gets off and he goes to the bar. Tells the horse to stay. So then Jake Hagar is. He's like, hey, Hangman, where are you? He sees the horse. He sees that it's the bar. He goes in. Hangman is just sitting there at the bar having a drink. So, J.K. Gar just sits down next to him, and he pours him a drink. He goes, did you come here to fight, or did you come here to drink? They both take a shot, and he goes, screw it. Let's do both. <laughs> and they just start fighting. Um, They have the the pool table spot, obviously. They do the whole movie scene where, like, Jake Hagar, yeah, where he drags Hangman th- across the entire bar, and then Kenny shows up because they're a tag team, and they beat up on Hagar, and they they do the uh, V trigger into the buckshot lariat. But because obviously there's no ropes, instead Kenny like hunches over and he goes here, do it on my back. So he flips over Kenny's back, hits him with the the buckshot lariat. Hang, uh, um, Jake Hagar goes over the bar. And then Hangman goes over the bar, pours himself a drink, pours Kenya a glass of milk, and they have a drink, and they call it a day.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, one of the parts that were a little ridiculous, and uh, now that I'm thinking back on it, was kind of ridiculous. It was funny in the beginning, and then I was like, all right, this is going on for too long. The touchdown? Uh, I think it was the Matt Jackson. Yeah! Uh, the Northern Lights. And... End zone to end zone Northern Lights on Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Damn,
3: Sammy.
1: Poor Sammy. At, you know, for me, it was the opposite shades. At first, I was like, dude, you're supposed to be selling a rib injury and you're able to do endless Northern Lights. That's all core. Like, how? But then by the time they showed that, like, what the point of the joke was, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in.
3: The only part about the the only part about this whole match that I didn't like is when they revisited the the cart, like and they started running down Sammy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you should have left it at that. Like, she left it at the original because it was beautiful. Agreed. Don't try to duplicate that, you know. And I agree. To their credit to their credit, they just they just ran it out. They didn't run them over again. So I was like, right. okay, they didn't go all the way, but they still kind of used the cart, and I was like, uh you're pushing it, Sammy. Yeah, go. I agree.
1: I love the Jericho stuff with Jericho
0: and, and Aubrey, Edwards Aubrey Edwards and Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man. Uh, the the two count and Aubrey Edwards, is like a two. He's like, no, I challenged the Jericho, pulls out a challenge flag. <laughs> <was a> Challenges <laughs> to play. I, I love that. And Aubrey's like, "All right, let's go to the camera." And she's checking it, and he's checking it with her. And she's like, "You're not supposed to be here."
1: <laughs> he goes, "The camera's lies. The camera lies. You're a sh- referee." Oh man! Oh, language, oh, big, oh, oh Come Whoa, on, man. You
2: find Come on. It's a family yeah, show, man.
0: Yeah, just because your 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 God, Chris Jericho, <laughs> is over here <laughs> doesn't mean that you can.
1: I know we but are
3: a family shows still You're but I
1: can edit it attention. I can edit it out later if you shut up
3: Don't edit it out just blur it Do a No
1: nah, uh, the blooper is so much harder than editing out
3: Is it really? Yeah it's so much nah, harder. But the, the what the you... part of that little going back the, the little Yeah, is when um yeah like you were saying like uh um Jericho was like, "Oh, you're a you're a poopy referee," and she goes, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, so are yeah. You? She goes, so yeah. are you? I
2: was, like, I was like, "What?" I just love when those two argue. I'm sorry, I love yeah. watching Jericho argue.
1: Well, oh, it was great.
2: It was great.
0: Oh. Oh. What was it Chris? Chris Jericho had the uh, mega horn, and he's like Nick Jackson, you stupid idiot. Like, <laughs> any, anytime he calls anyone a stupid idiot, it's it, it just warms my soul. And he
3: got ran. <laughs> Jericho got ran over by the chalk powder. I thought I was like, oh my god, oh
1: <laughs> my god, yes.
0: And so now that we're building towards the climax of the match,
1: Man. um, oh wait, wait, real quick, anyway. okay, I want to move back. I want to move back where um he hits Nick. With the uh, the first down marker, and he goes, "Well, that'll move the chains." Oh my god, <laughs> I love it! I love it.
3: And Chris did his uh, wicked witch with the cone on his head.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. was so we had a lot a lot of good segments, yeah. and when Sammy Guevara realized he was the last one standing, <laughs> and then uh, as you guys alluded to before. He was chased down by Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in the. Was it all? It's the a? It's not a lawnmower. The golf cart. It's just golf the golf cart, car, right?
3: There, wasn't he woken up by the sprinkler systems? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many, so many little things that like happened in this match that we can go, we can go over, but we'd be here for three hours just laughing at
1: everything it was they did. So funny! It was so funny.
0: Um, but you had Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy, uh, basically chasing Sammy Guevara towards the end of the match. And to close out the match, you have Kenny hit a one wing angel from uh, I I don't know what what you want to call this. this I have no idea. The tunnel, the tunnel. I call it top of a tunnel. Uh, the okay. top of the tunnel. Yeah, it works. And and they went. They dropped at least twenty feet. Yep. In a one-wing angel to, to beat, Sammy Guevara and the Inner Circle, the elite wins. Uh, that closes out the show. They all pose while there's fireworks going on in the background. Um, fun match, entertaining match. Agreed. And um, I mean, it's not going to win any you
1: know match of the year awards, but. It was. It was totally. I mean, if you're a
0: w- if, if you're a WWE fanboy who hates uh, Papa Meltzer, they're going to say that Meltzer is giving this six stars, which he obviously <laughs> will not. I mean, it remains to be seen. It's the Elite and the Bucks, and you know how much he loves the Elite, the Bucks, and Kenny.
1: Yeah, but let's not act like Meltzer is completely biased when it comes to his. You know. Anyway, whatever. We're we're not talking about Meltzer here. As we do, boys, because this is our show. Let's talk about our match of the night, shall we?
3: He's so possessive. Yes, very possessive. Go ahead, it's your show. Go ahead. I what? what? I said our show. I said our. Yeah, you're very possessive. It belongs to the fans.
2: You're
1: nothing without us. Oh my god! I hate my life so much. I swear to God, I do.
3: You love us.
1: One of you meatheads want to start with the, your match of the night?
3: Us abusing you the whole night? That was the match of the night, definitely. Well, I gave you my match of the night. Remember, you you stopped me. Yeah, he you was kind a of to... premature on that one. Yes, I'm very yeah, premature. You're... Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> so, match of the night was MJF versus Jungle Boy if I'm right. right.
3: That was a perfect, beautiful match. Well done. Beautiful storytelling. Beautiful spots. I sound like uh, Trump with all the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> it was a, believe me. was a perfect match.
0: This is the best match. The best match you guys will ever see. Better than China. China. <laughs> China. China. Better than Italy. <laughs> I'm telling you people, Huge. You- uh, Obama would have never put on a match like this. Believe me, people.
2: <laughs> it was huge.
3: It was huge. It was bigly. Bigly. bigly it mad. was bigly. Nah, it was it was it was a great match. That was my match of the night. That's that's for Hugo. Uh one half of the Suburban Brothers out there. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Tom, all right. Tommy. Well this are, is are me introducing thing. yourself. You've been on for an hour already. Thank they you. know who you are. It's Hugo. Right? You.
2: <laughs> this is uh, one thing that the Suburban Brothers agree on. Like the Woody whoop you know, I would have given it to the Stampede match, but the fact is it was taped, it was edited. Yes, it could be match night, but for me, MJF and Jungle Boy just really surprised us with every part of that match. And, you know, I, I just don't think
3: that I, I should take that away from them. It was a great steak. If it was a meal, it was a great steak. And the it last was, match was yeah. like a, an amazing dessert. It was Kobe beef that match. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, Kobe? Uh, it could be a tomahawk. I don't know if it was Kobe. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Tomahawk, yes, I like Kobe beef
3: though. It definitely wasn't Omaha
2: steaks. Oh come on, man!
1: (laughs) Thrill. What's your match of the night? (laughs) Um, if we're talking like most entertaining match, I would have given it to the Stadium Stampede match. But in terms of best match of the night, I I can't disagree with the Suburban Brothers. It's got to be MJF versus Jungle Boy.
0: So this just leaves me. Again, I would agree with uh, Thrill. Uh, the Stadium Stampede match would be the most entertaining match of the night. But I'm going to... Uh, I'm torn between the the Shida-Nyla Rose match and the MJF and Jungle Boy match.
3: Interesting.
0: Both good matches. Very
3: good matches. Can I change my match of the night? Nah, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can, I but I'm
0: going to stick with mine. Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose for me was match of the night for me. I'm gonna change
3: okay. my quickly. I'm gonna change my quickly. It's uh Jeremy versus Amanda, match of the night when oh. we opened the show. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: was Bro, a- that wasn't my match. That wasn't a match. That was, that a, was squash. a
3: squash. Uh, it's, not, it's not a
0: squash because when I hit her with a salami tsunami, <laughs> she's gonna be done. <laughs>
3: It's gonna be That sounds like brothers. a house show, my friend. That sounds like a oh. house show, not a pay per view. It's a house show that's gonna be
0: aired on pay per view. <laughs> if you catch me, <laughs> sure. we gotta get out of here.
2: <laughs> oh my lord! This just went whole, of the whole yeah, Can we?
1: Can we get some toe in here? Because we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Talk about the to toe <laughs> <laughs> uh google give me your tope. okay i'm sorry uh i'm sorry for those of you who are new oh, listeners I'm to this show i'm, I'm, I'm trying shut up <laughs> for those of you who are new to the show when we do our pay-per-view recap and reviews we have rating systems we don't do five stars like Meltzer. we don't do number grades or letter grades like other people what we do is topes you get zero topes if you're an awful show That looking at you, Victory Road TNA, and we get five tilpes if you're an amazing show. Looking at you, New Japan Dominion from last year. So, with that said, gentlemen, how many tilpes do you give uh, AEW Double or Nothing 2020? Let's start in the same order. Ugo, what
3: do you got? Um, what's the rating system again? Uh, It's it's zero. You You start
2: at two and a half, and you go up and down from there.
3: Okay, thank you. That's why he's my suburban brother because he helps me. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Half the matches were were kind of eh, it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two, three. There were nine matches. Out of the nine matches, I think three or four of them were snooze fests. So I, uh, I don't know. I would give it a. a uh, out of five, right? Out of five? Mm, it's five, uh, five. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay, i I give right. it a three and a half, and that's because you know, if it wasn't for MJF, it wasn't for the for the last match and Hakira Sh- uh, Shida match. I, I would be like, uh, what, what what happened to this pay per view? Mm. So that's that's me.
1: Fair enough, Tommy Boy. What you got? So,
2: I've kind of adopted. Uh, you guys' grading system starting, like I said, at the half there. So, you know, Best Friends kept the same. Light Match brought it up to uh, to a solid three for me. MJF brought it up to three and a half. The next, I'm not even going to say four. Cody, Chris, and Dustin brought it back down to a three. Sheeta brought it. Sheeta and Rose brought it back up to, <clears throat> I would say, three and a half. Moxley... I mean, I'm, I'm only going to knock a quarter of a point, so I'm, I'm going to land at
0: three and a half two. Okay, all right. Shades. Well, well, if we're going in order, it's your turn, thrill.
1: All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so starting at two five, the best friends in private party. I got to knock them down a little bit. That's got to go to at least a two point two five. Um, the casino ladder match, also going to got to knock it down a bit. So I'm at two. MJF and Jungle Boy. The match was good enough to bring it up to a 3, um, or at least a 2.5. I'll stay at 2.5 for that. Uh, Cody and Lance Archer will stay at 2.5. Statlander, stay at 2.5. Dustin, stay at 2.5. Um, Sheeta and Rose, unfortunately, I actually missed this match. So, okay, by sweet. default, I'll stay at 2.5. Uh, Moxley and Roddy Lee, again, staying at 2.5. Wow. And then... The stadium match was entertaining, so the best I can do is like a 2.75. Wow. Wow.
2: That's a record
0: Yeah, I think that's his first AEW show to rate under three. That's his first AEW show to
2: rate under a four.
1: It's just, I mean, look, I was really disappointed by the show. If it wasn't for the MJF match, if it wasn't for the main event, I mean – the rest of the matches and I missed the Hakar Rushida versus Nyla Rose match. So everything else to me was kind of just meh or disappointing or I had an issue with the booking. So like yeah, I'm I wasn't happy with the show overall. I'm I can't go I gotta go too two seven five.
0: Uh, that's that's respectable. I understand that. So I guess we're going with my rating now. Uh best friends. Private Party drops it down from a 2.5 to a 2. The latter match does nothing. I mean, it it, it boosted it, and then it kind of, like, lost me halfway through the match, so it stays at a 2. MJF and Jungle Boy bring it up to a 2.5. Cody versus Archer drops it to a 2. Statlander and Ford drops it to a 1.75. Dustin, Dustin and Sean drops it to a 1.5. Woo! Cheetah and Nyla Rose bring it back to a 2. Moxley and Brody Lee drop it to a 175. Man. Damn. And the Stadium Stampede match. <sighs> Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> the Stadium Stampede match brings it from 175 to I can't go any higher than a 2. 2.5. Wow.
2: I guess somebody mood today because I'm usually right with
0: you, Shades. Yeah, this like for me it you know what? I'll even go as far as to say it was a 2.5. Okay. 2.5 because there was it I, I was crying for most of that match in, in in laughter. It was ridiculous. It was fun. It was it was entertaining. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end it at a 2.5. So I we didn't go anywhere. Just you just stayed where you started. What? We stayed right where we started, right down the middle. Right. Uh, not their best pay per view.
1: No, for sure. I think this might be, and I'm not gonna count like Fighter Fest or uh, Fight for the Fallen because no. those are like free shows that were they were doing before they went on TV. So like I'm not gonna count those. But in terms of like their pay per views, I think this is by far their worst one. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. We were throwing
2: three and a half and four. The lowest rating was our highest rating.
1: I mean, all yeah, their- because I mean, all their shows before, the first Double or Nothing, All Out, Full Gear, Revolution, like, all of their other pay-per-views were, like, top-level stuff. And then ah, remember- tonight, you just dropped the ball hard, man. If
2: I remember correctly,
1: I think the first
2: Double or Nothing got, like, I think possibly one or the only Shades
0: 4 rating ever. From AEW, no, because uh, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom this year got yeah. a five for I me. Got a five. That's right,
2: that's right. My my bad.
1: So yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was. I'm I'm hoping that All Out is better than this. We could have. I mean, they could have taken three matches off the card, and it wouldn't have done anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have just saved us a couple minutes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, the middle bit: whatever. Cody, Statlander, and Dustin
2: could have all just happened on a dynamite for me.
1: I mean, I understand Cody and Lance Archer having to be on pay-per-view, but, like, Statlander and Penelope Ford, Dustin Rose and Sean Spears, those didn't have to be on here.
0: No.
1: MJF and Jungle Boy did not have to be on pay-per-view, but, but their match was good know. enough to earn it.
0: Yeah.
2: They're so, like, I don't know, whatever. they like, we don't belong here, but let's show them why we're here.
1: What they could have done was gotten rid of the best friends versus private party, moved the casino ladder match to the uh, buy in, and then gotten rid of Statlander, Ford, Rhodes, and Spears. At and least, on the rest of the card, you would have been fine. At
3: least minimal yeah. Statlander uh, match,
2: because that didn't even have to happen. And you're only losing 23 minutes to that. You're not even losing. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, we'd be going on at 12 o'clock as opposed to, you know, 1230. Yeah. Yep.
1: Anyway, um, so after the the ratings were all said and done, after all the matches took place, uh, as Shades clearly demonstrated to us earlier, we do have our official first-ever Grapples to Apples world champion. So, we want to congratulate Amanda for being the very first ever Grapples to Apples World Champion. Of course, her title will be on the line in two weeks for NXT TakeOver in your house. So,
2: So I
0: hope you're ready to defend. defend. I'll see you there, boys. You guys
2: got (laughs) to do me a favor. You got to get better NXT updates because, you know, I'm kind of watching AEW when that thing's on.
0: (laughs) You beat kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, we're not here to we're not here to do research for you. You Do your own research. Um, yes, but I'm not like I'm not a masochist. I, I choose to not have that much <laughs> in my life. I said, all I'm saying is start looking into Carrion Cross because he is going to be a big deal in NXT.
1: Factamundo Mundo. Back, back, back.
2: Hands on him on the main card.
1: Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. But <laughs> until then, that has been our recap and review of AEW's Double or Nothing 2020 Live, sort of, from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. As always, you've been listening to what's on SoundCloud.com. slash so grapples to Apple. That's so grapples to number two. Apple. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. You got iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. slash grapples the apples. Again, that's grapples. The number two apples like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be. because baby, that's who I is joined remotely by my hetero life, mate. Who's who's still railing and dealing from his lovely defeat? Tell him who you are. (laughs) Shade.
0: Accompanied by the
2: champion.
1: (laughs) Who? uh, Yes, accompanied by the brand new. Introduce yourself, champ.
2: Championa. Championa.
1: I love it. And of course, joined from out in the burbs of Long Island,
2: very remotely. You have one half of the AW's tag team, the Suburban Brothers, Tommy Boy with Hugo. You're not.
1: You're not going to give out your whole government this time. Yeah,
2: I just. Kinda, I kind of <laughs> set that up
1: for him, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, thank you. As our, don't <laughs> forget what to I check out our here,
2: the Suburban Boys are here. Yeah. Nothing. No, I'm tired. Oh, and I can tell.
1: As always, don't forget to check out our episode this week, next week, and every other week because an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace.
0: Peace and love. Good night, everybody.